friends. Welcome to the Creative Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Caldwell, and I'm so happy you're here. Each episode, I take some time to chat with fellow artists about life, faith, and the impact of the arts. Hey everyone, today is the day. We are officially celebrating the one year birthday of the podcast. So exciting. If I had confetti cannons, they would be going off right about now. Thank y'all so much for joining me for this special episode and getting to celebrate what God has done over this past year. Last week, I shared an important announcement, but just in case you missed it, I'm actually going to be taking a six-week sort of hiatus from the podcast, so there will be no new episodes for the next six weeks in order to give some time to rest, refresh, and get things prepared for an amazing year ahead starting in August. We will be back with new episodes starting on Tuesday, August 3rd. I'll be checking in every now and then in the meantime on social media, as well as I'll be adding new content to our Patreon community. So if you've been interested in Patreon and you want to check it out, this is a great time to do that. You can go to creativeimpactpodcast.com slash Patreon to find out more, to see what kind of bonus content is already available, and then there'll be new content added throughout the summer. So again, that's creativeimpactpodcast.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can go there to learn more and see how you can support the podcast as we move into the second year of the show. Well, I'm super excited because today our guest is the incredible Stella Omblade, and she is back again. She was here as the guest for the very first Creative Impact Podcast episode, and it's so much fun to get to catch up with her today. Stella and I talk about the show, some of the highlights and things that have stood out to her, and then also get to catch up on each other's lives. So you'll get to hear about her journey over this past year during the pandemic and kind of all of the new things that are happening. Just to give you a little overview about Stella, Stella has danced professionally for over 15 years, and she's currently an adjunct professor of dance at Palm Beach Atlantic University, a Pilates teacher, and is receiving her master's from seminary. Stella is so awesome and so much fun to talk with. Her heart to serve God and to love other people is so evident. We're so excited to have you joining us today for the one-year celebration, and I would love for you to tag us on social media. You tag at Creative Impact Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and share your favorite highlights from this past year. All right, it's time to jump in. Enjoy my conversation with Stella Omblade. Good to have you back, Stella. So excited to get to catch up. I can't believe it's been a year. I can't believe it either. And thank you for having me on once, let alone twice. It's such an honor. And you've done such great things with this podcast. And it's really amazing to be a part of it again. It's really amazing. So thank you. Thanks. Yes. And you're welcome. And totally my pleasure and honor. And it's been so fun. And actually thinking back, you probably remember me reaching out the first time, like, so I'm thinking about starting this thing, this podcast. Would you be like possibly interested in being my first guest? You know? <laughs> so it's funny thinking back now. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you you're thinking of starting this thing, and it has launched and been so consistent and so life-changing for so many people. So Aww. I mean, 
when you, you said it so nonchalantly, I think I'm starting. <laughs> I think I'd like to start. And it's been this huge, amazing thing. So Thanks. I mean, props to you and faithfulness in that area. That's Ooh. amazing. Well, super grateful for like all the encouragement of the people and community. And then also just the Lord's faithfulness in it and continuing to give me inspiration and energy as needed <laughs> throughout. Amen. So, Amen yes. for that. Yeah. It's been good. <laughs> Yeah. And it's super cool actually looking at, and I guess we can talk more about this in a little bit, but kind of just looking at how it has evolved and kind of grown over time. And it's basically the same, but just like the reach of it has gone beyond like my little friend group that started off with like, Hey guys, would y'all listen to the episodes and, you know, tell me what you think kind of thing. And so it's pretty exciting to hear people, you know, that are friends of a friend or, you know, someone that just like randomly heard about it through social media or whatever and kind of getting those different layers of community building. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think one moment for me that was really amazing was I think I even texted you March, maybe February, March. I had a student. uh, So I'm teaching at a university in Florida. I had a student of mine email me saying, I was just looking for some encouragement for artists. And I just was searching for a podcast and I happened to find yours, Rachel, your like podcast. And she happened to see my name. And it's so funny. She's like, Oh, she's my teacher. (laughs) I was like, I can't (laughs) believe. Yeah. Amazing. 18 years old and finding this podcast and getting encouraged by Jesus. It's amazing. Yeah. So cool. And I, I remember, so I went to project dance Houston kind of spur of the moment. I mean, I love Project Dance and getting to be there. And I think I was supposed to be out of town that weekend. And then I ended up being in town. And then I realized, hey, that's going on like today. I should probably go. That would be really cool. Nice. And there was someone, someone came up to me. She was so sweet. She was like, hey, so I just wanted to like introduce myself. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast and it was the sweetest moment. And then she was saying she, um, I think, had done like Dance Revolution and that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. was really like missing that community. And then she was so excited to see, you know, like you and Randy and Cheryl and, um, you know, all of these different voices that she would normally get to listen to and kind of have that as an option this year. I was like, so cool. God is awesome. Wow. God is so (laughs) cool. And I just, I end up in awe of him all the time and so humbled. That's just amazing. Yes. Same. And just so you know, I think it's super cool that your episode is actually still one of the most listened to, like just overall, like <laughs> if you look at kind of all time of the all time of the podcast, which is so fun. <laughs> it helps who is first. <laughs> I was going to just say that. I was like, I think it's just because it happened to be first. But, <laughs> but there was also definitely the element of like, just so many cool God stories and things that, you know, that he spoke through your story and um, definitely continues to encourage people. And that's what I love about this is it's sort of this like evergreen people can go back and listen to any of the episodes. It doesn't have to be like right this minute. So that's really cool about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those extra couple months of time probably helped, but yes, (laughs) but really, I mean, that's, that was my prayer and is my prayer today too, is just that the Lord would speak. So that's yeah, I love that. So yay, happy first birthday to the podcast. Woot, woot. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. I was kind of scrolling back through because you know, you kind of just we live in the present, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I was looking back through, I was like, wow, like it's just so awesome. All the different voices and 
variety of, I mean, mostly it's a lot of dancers because that's who I mostly am around, Um, (laughs) but you know, getting to talk to like authors and visual artists and musicians, worship leaders, like youth pastors, um, trying to think film, you know, film writers, is that what you would say? Videographers, all sorts of things. And it's been really cool getting kind of this like variety of perspectives on what's going on in the world to some degree. And also like how we can use art to make an impact, right? Like as Mm -hmm. the title says, but to make an (laughs) impact and how God is using the arts in the world. So that's been, I think one of the best aspects for me on this end is like just really getting to hear so many different people and connect with people. So yeah, Yeah, I, I would agree. And you mentioned impact. I know it's in the title, but you mentioned impact. And that was one thing that I loved listening to. I think his name is Chris Hurt. I'm going to butcher all these names. He said something about how, you know, doing things for an audience of 3000 versus doing it in a room or a camp where you actually get to talk with the kids during that week. And I just loved how it seems that all your people on this (laughs) podcast, but especially him, was emphasizing the fact that impact can look different at different times. Ooh, yeah. And and different fields and different numbers and how even just your podcast, for example, the fact that it exists is impactful, right? <laughs> the fact yes, that it yes. exists alone is impactful. And then the way it is evergreen content, kind of like you said, because what the Lord does is testimony that lasts forever. And so yes. anyway, impact, absolutely correctly named. Bravo. <laughs> Thanks. Yay. And that's kind of a cool thing that that came about because I think in my head, I had like definitely a different idea of the title. And honestly, I don't remember what it was now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, you kind of go through different iterations and then there's like copyright and figuring out, okay, what names are already, I don't actually, I didn't, I don't know that it's copyrighted, but just looking at like what's already been taken out there. I don't want to, you know, take the exact same name as someone else. That would be kind of mean. (laughs) So Right. Yeah. Whatever. So looking for different things and searching and kind of putting feelers out there and seeing what people liked. And so I'm really grateful it ended up at that, you know, which is just, yeah, kind of a journey and part of the creative process, I guess, figuring out, I don't know what we can use and then, you know, what's going to make the most sense for people to know what we're talking about, you know? So Yeah. No. And I think, I mean, all the ones I've listened to have been great. I haven't listened to full episodes. And this is so embarrassing, actually. But I think I've listened more to the people that I don't know than the people I do know. (laughs) (laughs) And I love you all so much. I mean, so many of you on this podcast, I have loved and know personally. And I think maybe because I have conversations with you personally. But I mean, there were people I even had to write down names because I think I'm going to pronounce them wrong, but I'm going to try that's okay. I'll try to help out as much yeah. as I can. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, listening to Jackie Stoffer. Yeah. Jackie, I think Stoffer, but Stoffer. you know what? I could be wrong too. I'm sorry, Jackie, if I'm saying that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Jackie. I don't know you, so I'm off the hook. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but listening to her and Frank Rodriguez, I oh, the yeah. stories he was telling, I could not believe. And then Laura uh, Sprague. 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 Yes. Sprague. Mm -hmm. Um, My sisters are visual artists. And so getting to hear things from her perspective and so much experience and knowledge. And she's, (laughs) she was so open with her story of what worked well, what were challenges and all. It really helped me understand 
my sisters and the journey oh, they're cool. in and what they're going through. So I was so grateful for listening to her knowledge and for her sharing. Yeah. I remember in that episode, I kept being like, oh, okay, cool. Like I have no idea what that means or that or that, but it was great because I was learning so much and it made me realize how there really is, you know, as dancers, we kind of have this language that we use that that's probably how other people feel when they're listening to us about, right. you know, dance terminology or just the way we talk about things. And so it was super cool to hear, hear from her perspective and to learn a lot of new language, you know, and terminology. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I learned a lot as well. <laughs> yes. Podcast. Um, exactly. <laughs> and then Debbie Weens, 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 Weens. You know what? She told me how to pronounce it. I want to say it's Weens. Okay. Yes. And that's a cool one. I like kind of connected up with her sort of through the grapevine, like through other people. And that was such an awesome interview for sure. Yeah. Yeah, That's amazing how these people are coming out of the woodworks and how us as dancers, you know, we, most people dance (laughs) pre-pandemic in community. Like you take dance class with people, right? It's very rare that you have a private class. And if you do, it's generally you and the teacher, you don't have that kind of other people your age also doing it. Right. And how this podcast has broadened, again, you mentioned this earlier, but broadened the horizons of our community of just believer artists impacting the world for him, his glory. It's been really exciting um, listening to, again, the visual artists and dance studio owners and um, uh, Frank Rodriguez. I mean, I have no idea the way he talks about things. So again, like you nonchalantly, and it's this big thing. (laughs) Wow. It's just so beautiful to see people's humility and the way they've surrendered their art Mm -hmm. to the Lord. I mean, that's what I try to do every moment of every day is surrender my life and my art to the Lord. Um, It's his anyway. Right. But to see it and hear it in all of these different fields is so encouraging. Yes. So, yeah. And kind of all different corners of the world in a way. Yeah. I guess mostly we're talking to people in America, but still in, you know, the United States, but it's definitely really neat to see and hear about, you know, their experiences being in different countries and, you know, working with different people and how really God is raising up believer artists all over the world. And it's kind of like, we know that in our heads, but to actually hear their testimonies and hear their stories is so powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to learn. And there's so many more people I want to listen to yeah. <laughs> that I have not gotten a chance to yet. So that's awesome. I'm excited that I love that. It'll be there. Yeah. I can listen to it anytime. It's great. For <laughs> sure. That's the beauty of it. And uh, I love some of the themes, you know, that have kind of come through. I think one of the ones that stands out to me a lot is a lot of people. I love how um, Jesse and Clayton Winters said it, but, you know, that God is our PR man and that he's going to open the doors, shut the doors, you know, make those connections for us and that kind of thing. And I feel like a lot of people have said that in different ways, but it's kind of been this thread throughout, Mm. which has been really encouraging to me and like a good reminder, like, oh yeah, I don't have to try to strive in my own strength to make that door open or that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's very, very good. I'm trying to think if there were any other major themes. I mean, there's been plenty, I guess. And like you said, kind of the, you know, what is impact? What is success? Like kind of Mm. looking at those questions and yeah. And just hearing people's stories is really inspiring. Getting to hear their journeys. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. (laughs) So much fun. So much fun. I love it so much. Oh, and actually, so we're recording this before the episode comes out, but next week's episode is going to be with, her name is Bailey and she 
like heard about the podcast through a friend of mine that I went to college with and then had been listening. And she had actually reached out kind of early on, like, Hey, I just wanted to, you know, thank you for doing this. So encouraged by it, which is super sweet. And then kind of over time, I didn't realize it was the same person, but she ended up, we got connected up for her to come on the show. And I was like, Oh, this is Bailey. Like, how cool is that? (laughs) Yeah. I love it. It's like, there's so much out there and so many people in the world, but it's also like a really cool connected community that's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the arts. So I love that. And we, I mean, everyone needs community. We're built for it, you know, Yeah. but we're built for relationship with God. We're built for community, but it is really fun to see artists all come together. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's something out of this year that's been really obvious or made more obvious is our need for community. And it's been challenging, you know, when we were kind of in a sense felt cut off from each other and just recognizing even like, you know, a hug from someone I know Pretty recently, I like hugged someone at church because we're back at church since I guess around Easter, we went back and it was just like, I've missed this. Like, I just miss being able to give people a hug or, you know, a high five or whatever. And just even seeing people's smiles and being in person, such a gift. And yeah. Anyway, any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, (laughs) absolutely. I have two major thoughts on that. One, I was teaching at a university in Florida, as I mentioned, and my students, didn't see my face the whole year. There are still students that I taught for an entire year that have only seen my eyes up. <laughs> Whoa. And so, so crazy. And I love smiling and I'm so expressive. And so I feel like they're only knowing half of me, you know, uh, yeah. so that's really odd. I remember that we were at, we had a banquet dinner outside and I was eating and one of the students did a double take and was like, Oh, oh my gosh. Like, I see you. (laughs) It's so funny. So anyway, I think that's hilarious. But um, my other comment I wanted to say about that was I am like physical touch is one of my love languages. I love my family. We are a hugger family. Yeah. I mean, I would stand on a street with a sign that says free hugs. If I was, I mean, honestly, I love hugs. I, Mm -hmm. that's how I greet even a person I just met. Nice to meet you. Hug. That's me. So yeah. <laughs> um, it has been very challenging. And also where I was living, we didn't have a dog or any like anything like that. I'm used to a dog to cuddle with all the time. And I'm used to hugging everyone. So then yeah. all of a sudden not being allowed to hug anyone and having no dog to cuddle with, it was so bad. <laughs> was so sad. Yeah. yeah, it was so sad, but we have a dog now. So all things are good. <laughs> Yay. That's so good. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have a dog to cuddle with. That's true. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. So is this a new dog? Yes and no. So where I'm living in Florida, I live with two other women who are also teachers, all different ages. Oh, cool. Believers and powerful women of God. So that's a whole nother story of how God provided that place. Um, (laughs) But the owner of the house that I'm living in, she has friends that had a dog that kept escaping. And so they were just worried that the dog would get hurt. And so we inherited the dog, which is awesome. I mean, we love her. Her name's Charlie and she's adorable. Oh, so sweet. That's so cute. (laughs) There's something kind of healing. We don't have a dog ourselves, but so my sister Bethany had two dogs and they're still with her husband and in the family and they come visit us every so often. And it's so, it's just, they're very like comforting and healing and 
good to be around. I don't know. There's like something special <laughs> connections with dogs for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. There's cat people too. My sister's a yes. cat person. So I, I love cat people too. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> Cats are awesome as well. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So that actually leads to really well into just catching up about your life and kind of what this last year has looked like for you. So you said you've been in Florida, which I think that's new from the last time we it, talked. It is. Yeah. What's this year looked like? Yeah, I was I had full intention of going back to New York City, but mm-hmm. I was visiting my parents when I got hired to teach at a university in Florida. So I moved with my one suitcase that I brought to my parents' house because, you know, I was just visiting my parents. So I had <laughs> one suitcase. So I moved to Florida with one suitcase. Wow. <laughs> so, because, you know, with the two week hold off. So if you fly to New York, you had to wait two weeks before getting back in the airport and all of that. Everyone's familiar, I'm sure. But I didn't have time to do that, to get any of my stuff. So I literally just flew there with one suitcase, moved there. God provided a place to stay for the first couple months and started teaching. There's a, I mean, it is a sharp learning curve for sure. Yeah, Teaching dance is pretty much the same always. There's different ways of teaching, teaching methods. I've been well-trained in teaching methods. And generally people are still just people. They just need love, you know, even if they're old, like they're adults, like grown adults, older generation, or they're college students, adults, Mm -hmm. or their youth, or they're like two-year-olds, mommy and me's. They really were, they're all just people that need God's love. So uh, that aspect of teaching methods, learning how to translate it to where they're at, it's almost like you need intercultural communications training to be able to teach any age group, right? True. So not only am I in Florida, but all of them are getting to know each other too, plus pandemic, plus they've never met me. So it was a lot of new, Yeah. but the teaching dance part was actually probably the easiest. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, okay, this is comfortable. Like I kind of know what I'm doing here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It was the most familiar I'll say. So I felt like I could really thrive in that area and rise up to challenges. I had built the strength to rise up to certain challenges in that area um, with the Lord. He's just amazing. But then, you know, building community in a new location where I knew one person. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) That's different because it's not like I'm in school in person and, you know, friends of convenience. You're like, oh, we have math and science together. Let's study. Okay. We're (laughs) friends. Like that's exactly, you know, that's the beauty of college or school. Yes, exactly. You kind of have that built-in community that just sort of happens. And yeah, it's much harder when you're, I think just in the professional world and trying to develop that, you know, friendships and community. Yeah. And also being pandemic, a lot of people are not gathering or socializing. Right. So thank goodness it's Florida and there's a beach there. Woohoo! Yay, beach! Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so you can, you know, there's churches that would meet on the beach and do worship. I was, you know, all about that. That was awesome. You know, different things like that. So those aspects are challenging, but also technology was challenging. I have to be honest. I'm a hands-on person. I'm a kinesthetic learner. And you tell me to watch a tutorial online on how to do a part of the course online and grading online, all of these things online that I had never had to do before. Mm. So that was a very steep learning curve. Yeah. But, you know, you do the work really well the first time and then you know the material. So now it's easy. Yeah. But it was very hard initially. For sure. I, I guess I would say after, you know, adjusting to pandemic and the university setting and all of that, I 
came back to Arizona to my parents' house for Christmas, which was great. I forgot how awesome college breaks are for Christmas. Aren't they amazing? You get like three weeks, man. It's so good. And they get off for the summer, like early May, late April or something. (laughs) So it is so so nice. I miss that college schedule. Yeah, I know. I I forgot how great that was. You get a full almost month for Christmas and then you're done early May. It's it's fantastic. So anyway, so good. (laughs) I came back to Arizona for family. It was great. And then went back in the spring. Okay. And I was with Dance Revolution and all of our fall events got pushed to the spring. So we had a lot happening on weekends, which was really fun for me teaching also dance at a local studio as well. I had gotten connected and teaching there. So I was at the university teaching dance, doing dance revolution, very busy. Spring tends to be busy in the dance world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's been really, really great. Had opportunities come about that were fun and hilarious at the same time. Mm -hmm. So for example, I had the opportunity to go to Kona for YWAM, uh, Kona, Hawaii. Which yeah, sounds did you great. get to see Tammy and Andreas? I got to see Tammy, yes. Yay. But I I arrived and you know, COVID rules. I had a oh, yeah. test proving that I was negative. However, it wasn't from the right place. And so, which is my own fault for not verifying. But then I, I called them and they thought they were, which is the only reason they gave it to me. Yeah. Anyway, very confusing. So I literally spent about 29 hours in Hawaii in a room all by myself, and then flew right back to the States. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I have seen the palm trees of Hawaii from my window. <laughs> oh, well, definitely nice to have that glimpse, but hopefully you get to go back and like fully experience it someday. <laughs> right. Exactly. It was a taster and then I'll get the yes. full meal later. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was a funny, funny week, but the Lord worked everything out and it was really wonderful. Um, I'm trying to think of other things to update you on. I don't know. How has your year been? You've been busy. I mean, obviously podcasting, teaching, pandemic. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's been pretty full and crazy too, but, um, lots of good things as well. We, so we started the year fully online for like the first nine weeks of school. And within that time, we were able to go back for practices for a dance team. So we were like, the teachers were at school, but we were mostly doing online school. And then I would have practice with the team. And so that was really pretty epic moment. The first time that we got to be together for practice, you know, and it's weird because we're all masks and, you know, social distancing. We were actually practicing outside because it was football season. So that was nice because it felt like a comfortable way to come back, you know, but it was just, yeah, it was interesting, like getting used to the new way of doing things and, constantly like feeling like everything is constantly shifting and changing. And in reality, we're dealing with that all the time in life, but not to that level, you know, like that much change all the time. So it was definitely a learning curve as well in the sense of technology. And we already had like some technology things in place for the school, but we hadn't really leaned into it a whole lot before that, you know, we had like used it a little bit here and there, but then it was like everything, you know, is online. So basically it was, I don't know. I feel like it's been good. I've learned a lot as far as, you know, that kind of teaching in an online environment and even trying to build community online or, you know, with masks and things like that. Yeah. But it was definitely challenging too in finding the motivation. I think like 
definitely grateful. This is our last week as we record this last week of classes. And so we're all like, okay, I think we really need this summer break to just kind of refresh and reset because it did feel like a very, maybe because time was weird, you know, because our routines were kind of off and we would go back and eventually we did have some students in person and some still online. So there were some times where like we ended up having to go back online for a week and then we had an ice storm that hit Houston. So we were off, off for right, a little bit. I heard about that. Yeah. So kind of out of the blue, I think it was in February. Yeah. So it was kind of a little bit late for us. I feel like to have cold weather, plus we don't get that kind of freezing temperatures basically ever. So <laughs> we were like, what is this? But fortunately we had power the whole time, which was a huge blessing here. Wow. And, but it was just yeah. Anyway, lots of like off and on and off and on. So you never really got into a routine or a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. But we really, I think everyone just like persevered and a lot of really beautiful things came out of it. And um, I think for, I don't know if you've felt this too, but for our dancers, I felt like there was a different level of gratitude this year as far as so grateful when we get to do things and have a show or get to perform, get to be together to practice. You know, there was kind of like a different understanding of every moment is valuable, um, which was really, really cool actually. So yeah, yeah, that was a big part of it. I would echo that. I think it was in some ways hard for students to understand why we were doing things certain ways. And I think based on my experience, which, you know, is very limited, it's only been a year, but, (laughs) (laughs) but the freshmen that came in, they never knew the university any other way. And so They just kind of were excited to be in college, excited to get to dance. And it was, I mean, you know, global, this is a very overarching statement, I'm saying, but Mm -hmm. they were very okay with it because they had never seen the university any different. So true. But all of the upperclassmen, it was really challenging because they knew what they used to be able to do Mm. and what they used to. And so it was very interesting. We had many talks about grieving and the process of grief. Uh, our processes of grief, <laughs> um, different stages and grieving the fact that we can't do things we used to, mm-hmm. but can we still celebrate the present now and do what we can now yeah. and learning that as a skill for life, right? Right. You can complain all you want, but if you sit in your own bitterness, that bitterness just becomes a weed And the longer you let it sit there, that root grows deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's harder to pull out. So let's, Mm. let's get through these processes of grief, the stages of grief. Let's get through that. And then let's, let's grow (laughs) in freedom. So well worded. Yes. I can definitely feel that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, grieving the losses of things or, you know, what we thought was going to happen or the used to, you know, so that's a really good way to put it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Although don't get me wrong though, the seniors that graduated last May and this previous May, oh man, <laughs> I can't imagine graduating college and being like, I am free. I'm entering the world. And it'd be like pandemic. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Like, I can't imagine. So my heart goes out to all of you graduates for sure. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but we always have to practice that in every area mm-hmm. of life, understanding the grief but also celebrating the now. Yes. So anyway. Yes, definitely <laughs> celebrating. And I think we really tried to make every opportunity that we could 
be a celebration in a way, which was yeah. made it fun. You know, uh, one thing I said to my students probably so many times was open hands. Like we're just holding things with mm. open hands this year and it may change and that's okay. And like trying to kind of prep them on the front end for some of that. And, yeah. and it was really sweet. I had one student who she was like the other day, I guess she says open hands at home too. Like she kind of started saying that. And I think it was Aww. like her grandma or someone reminded her <laughs> like open hands. <laughs> so that was really sweet. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I like that. seeing it influence. And yeah, just, I think it was, we kind of took a step back and looked at how can we help our students and ourselves stay kind of in a good place mentally and emotionally you know, spiritually, all those things. And, you know, what are those things that are going to help us feel more fully like alive and connected and things like that. And, and it's hard when you're in that like leadership teacher role, when you yourself are walking through it and like trying to be able to lead others at the same time. So yeah, Yeah. man, teachers, y'all are awesome. Everyone out there Mm -hmm. as well. And students, it's just been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's Mother's Day. There's Father's Day. We should have Teacher Day for sure. Yes. (laughs) For real. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, the other probably like major thing for me was my sister passing away this year. And that was, you know, obviously like literally the hardest thing I've walked through in my life. And it's still, you know, processing somewhat daily. You know, you kind of get to a point where you're like living life normally-ish. And then, you know, when you slow down long enough, it'll catch up. But like you were saying with grief, you know, allowing ourselves to process through that. And it's just been hard, but also seeing like God's faithfulness through that journey and a lot of little cool, little God moments, you know, and things like Mm -hmm. her intentionality, I feel like with her life and loving people. So it's like, we all knew we were loved. Like she loved us and I I know she knew we loved her. And so there's like Mm -hmm. a lot of beauty there too. And it was cool thinking back. She was one of probably with the biggest encouragers for the podcast too. And I was like, so this is kind of an idea I have. And, you know, she was just all on board with it and wanting to make sure I knew like, this is great and giving me, you know, feedback. And, and so that's been like hard, but also really, really cool to be able to continue forward and know that she was always like behind me, I guess, if that makes sense. And whatever it was in life, she was always like a really awesome cheerleader. So <laughs> she was great at <laughs> cheerleading, like whatever, you know, passions that God had put in my heart. And yeah, I was just looking back at something we did. We were doing a Daniel fast actually with our church while she was in the hospital. And mm. I was looking back, I had like the little Daniel fast journal and really like the main prayer was for her to be fully healed, you know? And yeah. so it's just hard. Cause it's like, well, that was not how I wanted it to happen, you know? Right. But grateful <laughs> that she is, she is whole, you know, yeah. and she's free, but it's just, yeah. Anyway. So that's been a huge part of the year yeah. for sure. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I mean, I literally cannot understand. So I, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Uh, yeah there are no yeah. words I can say other than I love you and I know God loves you and your family. And so yeah. Thank you for being, I mean, I'm going to cry now, uh, <laughs> but thank you for being so open about that because I'm sure so many people are going through that. Mm. And I, I don't know why I'm crying because I'm not one of those praise God, but um, I think my heart just feels compassion and empathy Yeah, thank you for so many people. I do know in New York city and all over actually a lot in Missouri too, that I know mm. that have been 
you know, literally holding hands, like nurses holding hands mm-hmm. this past year. They're like, I don't want to hold another hand, yeah. <laughs> you know, as these people are taking their last breaths. And it's a reality of COVID that mm-hmm. a lot of people actually kind of deny exists, which is really bizarre, but they didn't live in New York when it hit New York like I did. So, I mean, anyone who lived there can't deny what happened, but, and like you, you have a personal experience, like, you know, like it's, you know, Mm -hmm. anyway, all I'm trying to say is thank you for sharing and thank you for being vulnerable and still choosing God. Mm. Uh, I think these moments really show the reality of a relationship with God. Mm. Just like any, any human relationship, if you know that person really well, you're going to push through hard times with that person. And when that person's going through a hard time, you're always there and they know, Mm -hmm. you know, you can always have that conversation. And that really is a testament to your relationship with the Lord is the fact that you're willing to process, to talk about it, to go there. So I just want to say thank you for that because that speaks to, I mean, you know, hundreds, thousands, millions of people all over the world right now. So yeah, I can't even imagine being like you said, a nurse or a doctor in that setting. And if this nurse that Bethany had is ever listening, like she was really awesome. We, um, there were so many nurses that were helping her, but there was one that was kind of like the main nurse with her. And we got to meet her when we went there that day and just so gracious and so, um, kind and loving and, you know, was there. And like you said, holding their hands and it's like, yeah, I can't imagine that role being there. But thank you to all the people that are doing that and like loving people for us because that was one of the hardest elements of it is, you know, we weren't allowed to be there. Right. And for all the families out there that are having to walk through that, like, yeah, it's just heartbreaking. And you kind of know, like when they called and said, you know, get here as soon as you can. It's like, okay, you know, this is not good because otherwise we wouldn't be allowed to come, you know? Um, Yeah. But yeah, just, it's hard, you know, definitely there are the the why God, I don't understand, like the crying out and the being angry. And that I think is all valid and needed. (laughs) And like, don't understand. And I don't think, you know, this is not how I would have done it. Like I said, you know, Um, (laughs) but also talk about your method. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Like this this was just not my timing, but I know I'm not you, but whatever, but kind of leaning again, like you said, like leaning into him rather than like pulling away. And it's hard. Like yeah. I definitely felt that sort of like a pull, like a disconnect, but trying to lean in and and really thinking mm-hmm. through and praying about like, I know it grieved his heart too, you know, her suffering. Yeah. And um, Absolutely. yeah. And then like thinking about, I felt really comforted just knowing like, I know hundred percent he was there with her the whole time, you know? Oh, absolutely. And kind of had that sense in me while she was in the hospital and, um, and that helps a lot. And like, just knowing while I hate this at the same time, like she wouldn't be gone unless he wanted her to be with him. You know what I mean? Or like it was her time and that I can't even really wrap my brain around it, but I'm like trying to hold to that truth, you know, right. That like, I know he's able to work miracles and Mm, absolutely that he, he just knows the right timing. So anyway, that's some of the processing I've been doing (laughs) for sure. So no, I, I love it. And I agree. I think there's like two images I think of a lot with myself and the Lord. And well, first of all, is the concept that he calls us children of God, Mm. but we're children our whole lives. Like we, he never once does he call us adults of God. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? So like, true. In the Bible, you can tell me if you saw, but I never saw it. And so like, even when I'm 104, I mm-hmm. will still be a child of God. And how cool that is. I can always come with that childlike faith. I can always throw a temper tantrum right in front of him. And he still loves me. Yes. And I can always like throw a temper tantrum while I'm, he's holding me. Have you ever had a toddler do that? You like yeah. have to take the toddler out of some, like, I don't know, they're in the pool and it's time to go and they throw a temper tantrum and, and they're literally in your arms throwing a temper yeah. tantrum and then they calm down and then they just hug you and fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're like, see, this was good. And that's me in Jesus's arms all the time. I will throw it. I'm like, I don't understand. I don't want to do this right now. It's not fun. Why are you doing this? Or why are you allowing this? And and I'm like throwing a temper tantrum. You should see my journal pages. They get pretty (laughs) exclamatory. Lots of exclamation points um, (laughs) of, you know, not understanding him. And then basically, you know, throwing a temper tantrum. But then I end up, you know, falling asleep in his arms. Yeah, like full embrace of his love. And he still Mm. loves me that way. And so anyway, those are the images I have is the throwing of a temper tantrum, (laughs) but then also falling asleep in his arms, like all in one. (laughs) So good. So beautiful. Yeah. It's exciting in a way to see kind of the healing process a little Mm. bit. Like I know there's still a lot to go, but hopefully seeing some more healing happening in the coming year as we go into like the rest of 2021 and starting 2022. So yeah. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My prayer. <laughs> so good. So actually, do you know, I'm sure you're still connected with a lot of people in New York. So you didn't go back to New York. Have you ever gotten your stuff? Oh, right. So great question. <laughs> I went back after the school year had finished. So I okay. was just in New York for a month and finally got to see all my things again. It was like, it was kind of like opening a time capsule. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like a year ago, this is what I was wearing because it was freezing <laughs> cold. And, you know, being in Florida, I haven't worn fleeced socks, you know, those thick socks that people <laughs> wear inside their rain boots because in New York, you need rain boots, but like really thick socks. And anyway, yeah. it was like, oh, I forgot I had rain boots. I forgot I had all these things. <laughs> I had, I mean, gosh, like five huge thick sweaters. I mean, it was really funny. It was opening a time capsule, did get my stuff. I did prepare it for a subletter to see if I can get a subletter, which will be exciting. I'm believing in the Lord for that. So yeah, that would be awesome. So as far as like people that you're still connected to there and stuff, how are things right now in New York? You know, I am going to say so much better. That's how I'm going to phrase it. Okay, cool. Um, Because there's definitely still growth to be had, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of my dancer friends and performing artist friends, actor friends, the scene has shifted completely. Mm. And there's also not many opportunities. So the opportunities have lessened and everything's shifted to auditioning online, sending in reels, sending in all, you know, a video of you doing their combination. So it's totally changed. So there's not even a lot of my personal friends, artists in the city, those mm. who are still there. I got to see almost everybody when I was in New York, which was great. Those who are still there have been, you know, doing the grind and it's a whole new grind, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I'm so proud of them. Uh, you know, there's limited space in classes in person. Everything else is online still, yeah. but I have to say 
when I left New York last time, everyone had on probably two masks. You were only allowed outside, really, if you had a dog that you had to walk. If you were walking outside without a dog, people would give you stares mm-hmm. and be pretty upset at you. And if you lowered your mask, even walking outside alone, people would stare at you or move to the opposite side of the entire street. They wouldn't even walk on the same sidewalk as you. So there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of grief. Anxiety was thick in the air. No one knew what to do. So it was, it was barren. No people out. Very, it was just crazy. The grocery store was the only place with people. Yeah. <laughs> and then I come back and I take a bus from the airport and I'm going through Harlem on the bus. It is hopping. People oh, are wow. There's like live drumming happening on the street. I mean, there is everybody and their mom out on that street. And I was like, okay, this is different. Yeah. So things have changed. <laughs> totally different. I mean, I walked through Central Park, one of my favorite places in New York. Yeah. And I looked at Sheep's Meadow and <laughs> Honestly, I took a picture and it looks like a picture of Woodstock. There's so many people in Sheep's Meadow that you wow. could not see the grass. Oh my so God. I'm not sure how safe that was, but there are a lot of people out. And so seeing the yeah. difference of I left when it was still freezing cold and everyone was scared to come back in bright, sunny May and it's beautiful and everyone's out. It's just such a different environment and feel. So I felt like New York has gotten so much better. Yeah. That's my personal opinion, but I'm sure there's other people that would be like, we're still struggling. So right, right. In those visual ways, New York is doing much better. That's good. That's good. And, you know, we heard a lot about a lot of people just like leaving New York. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like permanent or have you, you know, obviously like a lot of the artists probably have gone either home or different places. You know, do you think that's true or is it more like temporary? You think obviously you just know your own personal experience, but (laughs) anything you've heard. (laughs) No, this is something I talked about a lot with my friends in New York and a lot of my friends that have moved. Uh, I would say it's a 50, 50 split. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say the 50% that have left New York and are staying out of New York are (laughs) all my friends that are married and gotten pregnant or had their first child. It's so funny. And obviously you can raise kids in the city. (laughs) It's been done for centuries. Like obviously you can do that. Right. But on an artist's budget and when you've had a taste of a house with a yard and a child, it's so funny. They're just choosing to do that. Plus they know you just audition online now. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to physically be there until you book the job. You know, it's nice. So I'd say 50% are leaving because either they're having kids and or pregnant currently, and they are, you know, they can just audition online and then go back for the job or most jobs that you audition for. If they're a tour, they tour around anyway. So I think yeah. uh, they're really still engaged in the arts, all of them, That's cool. which is kind of cool that you can be that engaged in a professional career in the arts and not live in New York City. Yeah. And I'm sure LA is the same way. I'm sure Chicago is the same way that now they've discovered you don't have to actually live there to work, which is super cool. So yeah, 50, 50, I I think. That's really cool. And very interesting. Yeah, definitely. I could see that for sure. (laughs) So it's good to know, get the update, see where it's at and kind of, you know, boots on the ground, how it, how it feels there. So that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So thinking about like, 
this past year. Just curious, how have you seen God working in this past year? Mm. I have seen God working in many ways. Uh, In my own heart, he's helped me shift priorities, which I'm Mm. sure all of us have had to do that during the season. But For for me, I love it because it's actually an honest from the Lord shift because I've tried to do things like this before and they felt belabored and like I had to do all the work. I I don't know how to explain that exactly, but it definitely feels like the Lord is carrying me and co-laboring with me through this change. Um, And it sounds funny, but it's actually prioritizing people. Yeah. So God helping me prioritize people is really great. I'm a doer. I'm a task person. I love getting things done. I love crossing off a list. You ask me to do something great. I'll make it a goal and I'll get it done. I'll create a timeline. I am good at that. Yes. Like, I love doing that. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> we need also, those people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is a gift from the Lord, but also prioritizing people and learning of God, about God, hearing from God through people had never really allowed myself the opportunity of doing that other than choice fellowship. I had fellowship, I had community, but it was choice because I only had so much time. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I hate to say it that way, but it's true. I only had so much time because I knew I was going full force to what God had called me to do. So there's no regret there. There's no shame. There's no, oh, I wish I would have. None of that because I knew I was doing what God called me to do. Mm -hmm. But those times when I was doing that, go, 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 getting things done, kind of like task oriented, I loved it and felt God's love while doing it. I mean, I loved it, but I, if I took a moment to try to prioritize people, I would get mad at myself for feeling like these people were taking time away from what God was calling me to do. Mm. And obviously that was wrong. That's not true. People are what God loves, not tasks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was so hard and it was such hard labor for me to do. And I felt like I was doing it all alone. Mm -hmm. Now it has totally changed where now I love people so much that it's really hard for me to sit down and do my grad school work because I'm still in seminary. I'm still in grad school. So now it's hard for me to sit down. It's like, it's hard for me to say goodbye to people now and get things done. Yeah. So, so balance is needed mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know balance looks different in all seasons. And as we know, in a Horton lateral T, you can literally be sideways and on balance. Yes. So um, <laughs> that will speak. Kind of, I love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry to answer friends to know what that is. <laughs> yes. I hope you do. I hope you yes. do. If now y'all can it's look it up on that. YouTube. Horton lateral T. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, Horton lateral T. And then you can turn it and jump it too, right? So it's true. Okay, I never did really get to that level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've only taken really a few Horton classes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Horton's so fun. It is. Side note. So anyway, all of that is to say, <laughs> all of that is to say that balance is needed, but how beautiful that God is growing me in that way. Yes. So that is that's so beautiful. Really And then I've seen him, I mean, this is so fun. I saw Pilates clients that I've had via, you know, virtual Zoom, whatever, for a year. I haven't seen them in person in a year. And I saw them recently and I was able to share the gospel with them. And right in front of me, the wife accepted Christ. Like I work with this husband-wife couple and 
the wife accepted Christ right there at the table with me in person. It was unbelievable. And I was like, what? This is so crazy. And then the husband has been asking all these questions ever since. And this is just about a month ago. And been asking questions. I've given him books and we've been having these discussions. And I just said simply, you know, I want you to know that I will probably not be offended by anything you say. And if I am, that's my fault. So please feel free to talk to me about your questions. And Mm. this is an open discussion. It's an open topic for me. It's not taboo for me. So please feel free to talk. And he took me up on that. Nice. So good. All of those questions about, you know, the why God, why does a good God allow suffering? And Mm. why is Jesus the only way? Isn't that exclusive? All of those good questions. Mm. I mean, I love apologetics. So this is really fun for me. Yeah. But also praying into that relationship and this new state that his wife is in, which is so cool. And then I'm so crazy too, because as I was coming back from that dinner, I was in a Lyft or an Uber, something like that. And the driver starts sharing his life with me. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to share the gospel with him then. Cause yeah. that's my life. That's my story. And so I shared the gospel with him and he also accepted Christ. That is it so was just cool. crazy. Oh my yeah, God. And I actually, I knew uh, like a Russian church in the area. That's very solid gospel. It's amazing. And so I had randomly been connected with them. So I connected him cause he was Russian to this Russian church and how amazing that God already built in that connection as well. Um, so it's crazy. God is moving yeah. for sure. I mean, just in, in one day I got to see two people come to know the Lord and stay in contact with them and help them find community, which is so important, right? When you're yes. a fresh new believer. So it's just amazing. So God is moving. I've been able to see him grow people and people be changed and also join like more people being saved and becoming a part of his kingdom. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, yeah, I've seen God do a lot. That's so cool. I think the, the shaking up of a lot of our sort of, you know, we just kind of go through the motions and that kind of thing, shaking up a lot of maybe our world and foundations and even for people beliefs or like, Mm. you know, assumptions or things like that. It just kind of in a way is really incredible way for people to take a step back and like really ask those hard questions and start to reevaluate like, okay, what, you know, what is my purpose? And, you know, where do I find hope? Because this feels so hopeless right now, you know? So I think there's been a lot of maybe people that are more willing to ask those questions because we kind of got like stopped in our tracks a little bit (laughs) compared to our usual flow. I love it. I love it. Something I I always remind people and students and, you know, even my Pilates client that I was talking about that God is not offended or surprised by your questions. Yes. So feel free to ask, like you you can ask. It's okay to ask. You know, a lot of people are afraid to ask questions. And I think it's so great that God welcomes it. Mm. He welcomes the questions because that means you're talking with him. Remember, it's just a conversation, right? So I think that's really great. Yeah, for sure. I was talking to someone recently and she also had lost someone recently. It was not due to COVID, but prior to that. And, um, you know, she was talking about kind of the same thing of like, you know, I'm feeling distant from God and that kind of thing. And I just don't know. And, and I was trying to encourage her to, in that same vein of like, it's okay to bring your anger to him. Yeah. And that she, I think because we tend to sort of look at God as like, the way we see our parents 
Um, and for her, it like it was not okay to be upset at her parents or be angry with them, mm-hmm. which I totally get that. Like there's kind of that element a lot of times. But I was like, you know, he is totally okay with that. And like you said, like just wanting to have you talk to him and connect and then thinking about like Psalms, you know, and how Mm -hmm. David cries out. And and I don't necessarily always do that either, but it was kind of encouraging for me to be able to like talk through it with her and then be reminded myself. Yeah, that's that's okay. (laughs) So love that. Yeah. Throw that temper tantrum. Yep, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so many good things happening. And I love hearing that story of with your Pilates client. Cause I know on the first episode, so people, if you haven't, you should definitely go back and listen. It's very easy to remember episode one, <laughs> Stella. but there are so many great stories of you being able to pray over your clients, whether or not they're aware of it. Like if you're praying over them as you're helping them or actually literally like stopping and praying with them. So it's really cool to see, you know, God's continued faithfulness in that, even in like these virtual settings and things like that. Yeah, it's it's truly incredible. He is faithful. He is good. He is um, he is moving and he is alive. Mm-hmm. I had lunch with a friend the other day in the park in Central Park, and we were just sitting at each other and being like, "Today's Easter. Like today, every day is Easter." But have you ever taken a moment to be like? Today, today is Easter. Like he's alive. He's oh, so cool. alive. And God is moving. And it was so fun because it just filled us with this anticipation and hope where it was disappointment, you know, and then it changed because we were understanding the reality that he is alive in our lives mm. and on the earth. And he wants to move and like, let's be a part of that. Let's let's jump in with what he's doing. And so it was very exciting. A fun realization moment when we're sitting there, we're like, wait. Today's Easter, though. We forgot all of our conversation. We're trying to help each other. We're trying to encourage each other. But in all of that, it was very earthly. Even mm-hmm. though it was like verses or it was it was still from an earthly perspective. And then we stopped and we were like, wait, today's Easter. And all of a sudden, everything shifted because now we see things from the Lord's perspective in heaven. Mm-hmm. When we understand that, that he is so alive. And all of a sudden, hope entered into our situations. And it was very so good. So good. <laughs> that makes, yeah, that's so helpful to shift perspective. I think that's why worship is super powerful too, because it's mm-hmm. sort of like a perspective shift when we absolutely take our eyes off of our, I guess, maybe not take our eyes off of ourselves. In a way it is. It's putting our eyes on God, but it's like seeing it through his lens a little bit more, absolutely. whatever our situation is. That kind of reminds me, what has been life-giving for you this year? Have you found any things that have been like your life-giving list, so to speak. I've heard someone say that. I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, puppies, dogs. Puppies. Yes. Um, <laughs> I do love sunshine. And living in Florida, there is plenty of sunshine and palm trees and beach. I mean, I I lived in New York for seven years. In the winter, it is rough. You see the sunlight if you happen to be out for like the four hours of day light that exists because mm. the buildings are so tall that it casts shadow immediately right so yeah. unless the sun is directly overhead you don't really feel the sun on you especially in the winter when the sun goes down at 4 4 35 whatever so <laughs> I miss the sun I remember a moment in New York when I felt the heat on my arm for the first time since probably October and it was like late May 
and I felt the heat from the sun, not just the sun, but the heat from the sun. And I cried. I literally cried. Yeah. And so now living in Florida, though, there was a moment and I was like (laughs) in January in a t-shirt and shorts and Florida. And I was like, thank you, God. Yes. (laughs) So so life-giving vitamin D, man, sunshine. I love it. So yeah, I have been so grateful for, for that. Um, but in a spiritual sense, I mean, yes, remembering God's faithfulness. I mean, every time I see the sun rise, I feel like it's the Lord blessing the day. So I love sunrises. I love that and getting to see the sun in Florida. It's great. But also my seminary classes have been very life-giving. Oh yeah. I think the timing, like the Lord knew the timing of when I was going to take certain classes and what would be happening in my life during that time. Mm -hmm. So when I started teaching at the university in a new environment, new state, new students, new people, new boss, new everything new, Mm-hmm. He had me taking a cultural, like intercultural communications. Oh yeah. <laughs> kind of like I said earlier, uh-huh. I was, I cannot tell you how beneficial that class was. Plus the teacher was amazing, but learning how to, it's about sharing the gospel across cultures, but also if you don't know how to communicate interculturally, you can't share the gospel. So it was very practical, very straightforward. One of our textbooks wasn't even written by Christians, but it was so tactful and applicable in every single way for communication. So that was great. Um, I took a class on evangelism in the present day and what's happening. It was so good. He adjusted everything for what we're going through in pandemic in terms of incorporating, but it still has not changed. Once again, it has not changed. It's still the gospel. Mm -hmm. It was every single aspect of that in the timing that the Lord had has, has been so incredible. So I'm believing that the current course I'm in will be such as well. But this one is very, very hard for me. So if you think of me, pray for me. The course I'm in is very, uh, lots of reading, which is my weak skill. So got it. Yes. Going in that, I look forward to being a really good reader by the end of this Yes. But yeah, so (laughs) seminary has been very life-giving along with the sunshine. Yay. Those are such great answers and like diversified too. That was good, different elements of life. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. (laughs) Sunshine has been for sure. Definitely Mm. a huge part. And just getting outside, getting some fresh air, super life-giving. Yeah. Yeah. This has been super fun and refreshing. And I feel like, is there anything that you want to share? Well, I'll do my like typical question, but also beyond something you would like to share with artists. If there's anything we just haven't talked about that you'd be interested in, you know, sharing or talking about, I'm cool with that as well. Yeah. I was, I was praying about that, about what to share with artists in whatever today is, whenever you hear this podcast. And I feel like uh, I kept hearing, be strong. Mm. And that sounds really funny because I love things that take strength. I, again, I love big goals. I, I love weightlifting. I love, you know, I love strength. I like sprinting. I like the hard stuff. Yeah. I like that. So be strong, but in the Lord. So Psalm 31, 24 is what the Lord kind of directed me to. And it's, Related to another verse as well. So I apologize. This is a little segue, but um, Psalm 31, 24 says, be strong and let your heart take courage. All you who wait for the Lord. So in this time of pandemic, there's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's, I mean, we all know you're in it. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to explain it to you, but be strong and let your heart take courage. All you who wait for the Lord. The Passion Translation says, So cheer up, take courage, all you who love him. Mm. 
wait for him to break through for you, all you who trust in him. And the Amplified says, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Mm. And I think it's really cool, like expect the Lord. Like don't expect things, don't expect outcomes, expect the Lord because he is the sure outcome. Right. Yeah. And so expect that in every situation of life and circumstance and relationships and whatever you're waiting for, expect the Lord to do well um, and to be strong in that. And it just reminded me of Joshua 1 9 says, be strong and courageous and all of that. We've all heard it a million times. Did I not tell you? Be strong and courageous. It says yeah. it again, right? But how to be strong and courageous, right? How do we do that? So Joshua 1, 8, I may have said this before with you and just in conversation because I love this verse. Joshua 1, 8 says, do not let this book of law depart from your lips. Meditate on it day and night so you can be careful to do all that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And then it says, be strong and courageous. Mm. And so if I'm going to be strong and wait on the Lord, how do I do that? I get in the word. I soak myself in the word. I memorize scripture and I I like put it into my life, you know, while washing dishes, put on the, whatever app it is that you have. I have a dwell app. It's amazing. Mm. Uh, All these different things. And so I think it's really encouraging. So I pray that that's encouraging to everyone as well. If you can't do much, if you can't get out, if you can't do what you want to do, you can get in the word. Yeah. That we do have the privilege of doing in so many ways. So if I can encourage artists, no matter what it is, guitarists, comedians, (laughs) worship leaders, visual artists, sculptors, all the artists, writers, creative writers, all of you, please get into the word as much as you can. Mm -hmm. There's never been a better time than right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Um, I love the concept of when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Right. The second best time to plant a tree right now. Yes. So plant your tree in the word, get your roots Mm -hmm. in the word right now, because 20 years from now, you'll be grateful that you did. And your art will show that you've invested in the word of God as where your roots are. So that's my encouragement. Yes. That's my <laughs> so good. I love that. That I think speaks so well to us right now. And, you know, just that encouragement not to kind of grow weary in that, but to mm-hmm. dig in and like you said, let those roots go down. Yeah. For right now and for the future. Super powerful. Yeah. yeah so good. Amen. So I sort of switched it. I feel like in the first episode, I'd have to go back and listen now, but I feel like I had it flipped where I asked you your favorite thing. And then I asked you like, if you had a word of advice or encouragement for other artists. And then pretty soon after that, I sort of switched the order because I felt like it's kind of fun to end on like the random, what's your favorite thing right now? (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. So what's your favorite, one of your favorite things right now? I might've mentioned food before, but I love food. So Mm -hmm. actually right now there's these marshmallows. And they're not made of corn syrup. They're made of something else because mm. all the other marshmallows, they're gluten-free, which is great, but like they're still made of corn syrup. So my body doesn't really like mm-hmm. them, but there's these other vegan marshmallows. I wish I could remember the name. And so I, I love having one of two of those every day. Yeah. <laughs> they're so good. So that's a fun little thing I'm enjoying. I also am visiting my parents right now. So the pool is Ooh. 
a joy. Yay. Yes. How, what's the temperature yeah. like right now in Arizona? Uh, it was 101 yesterday. I think today is only 100 and yeah, I think it's just 100 today. Only 100. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> only in like Arizona and Texas, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, it's only 100 today. <laughs> Yeah, it's only 100. Yeah. I, I think it's funny because we have a thermometer outside, a big, huge, it looks like a clock, but it's a temperature oh, cool. gauge. And it's in the shade mm-hmm. on a wall that's far away from the floor. So it's not even getting like the reflected heat as much. It's in the shade. And in the shade, it said 100 today. So gotcha. it might be hotter than that when you're actually in the sun, but yeah. it's definitely in the shade. It's 100 right now. Wow. <laughs> so the pool is is beautiful (laughs) (laughs) to be able to laugh a little bit. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I would love to be able to connect people with you and like, you know, be able to continue the conversation if they had questions or like wanted to hear more of your journey. So what's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah. Thank you so much. You can reach out to me or message me. Is it called DM? I don't know. DM me. I don't really know what it's called on Instagram and or Facebook. I rarely go on Facebook unless someone messages me directly. So got it. Message me. Um, I'm just not a social media person. So uh, on both of those, if you send me a message, then I'll check it. But if it's anything else, that's hard. But I also have an email, which is my first and last name, at gmail.com. So that's really easy as well. But I would love to, you know, converse with you. I'd love to pray with you. I love artists so much. My family is full of artists and I do believe that the Lord does amazing things through artists and the importance of art. I fully, fully, fully believe in the importance of art and that God made artists with a purpose. Mm. So if you are an artist of any kind, I will support you. (laughs) Absolutely support you. So I would love to converse with you. So reach out. I'd love that. So good. Thank you so much, Stella, for being the very first guest to like get this rolling. And then also for coming back for our one year birthday, or I don't know if I should call it a birthday or an anniversary, but whichever. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here. You are awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Such a privilege. Thank you so much. a fun way to celebrate one year of the podcast you guys i had so much fun getting to catch up with stella and i hope y'all were encouraged and inspired as well as a reminder the next new episode will come out that first tuesday of august and i cannot wait to see you guys back then i hope y'all have an incredible summer get some good rest hopefully all of us get to refresh and recharge a little bit and know that you can always reach out on instagram or facebook and we'll also be posting new content to patreon so definitely head over and check it out Before I go, I want to take a moment to thank you personally for listening to this show. You being on the other end of this podcast is what makes it so worthwhile and so fulfilling. So thank you for being part of this community, part of this family, and I can't wait to bring a whole new year of episodes to you starting in August. Shout out to Michael Cash. A huge thank you for producing the music for this show. As always, it would mean so much if you'd share the show with a friend, check out our Patreon community, and I'll see you back here in August. Bye, everybody. Bye.